Just one day after the state's new law mandating safe storage of firearms went into effect, a tragic incident occurred. A two-year-old little girl in Flint accidentally shot herself in the head with her father's revolver. Now the father, a 44-year-old man from Flint, faces charges under this new law. And joining us on the JR Morning Live line with more is Genesee County Prosecutor David Layton. Prosecutor, good morning. Yeah, good morning to you as well. Thank you for having me on. First of all, let me ask, uh, do you know how the child is doing this morning? Uh, at last check, still critical. The bullet went through her right eye, came out the back of her skull. She's had some uh, brain bleed and issues mm. there. Uh, she remains critical, going to lose the right eye for sure, according to physicians. It's just a terrible, terrible tragedy. And, you know, the legislation prosecutor was aimed to keep kids safe from guns. And, and still, just a day after safe storage goes into effect, another child hurt by a gun. And is it about more education about the safe storage law or will you or will you just give people, you know, people will ignore it because they think, you know, it'll never happen to me. Uh, you know, my kids know better than to touch my guns. What, what needs to happen? Well, I think education is a key point. It's it's much like seatbelts. I, re I read this somewhere yesterday, and I agree that, that you know, at first nobody was wearing their seatbelts. And then as, as word spread and it became a, an infraction if you didn't wear your seatbelt, people started wearing them. Now it's automatic. So I hope we get to the point in time where people with minor children in the home secure their guns safely so we can avoid these types of incidents. What charges is the father facing? So he's facing a litany of charges. Uh, the, the statutory violation of the safe storage of firearms is just one count. He actually has nine counts, ranging from the most severe is child abuse in the first degree, which is a life felony, uh, all the way down to lying to a peace officer, which is a, a four-year felony. And he's got multiple felony firearm counts attached to each one which is a mandatory two years consecutive to any other sentence he may receive from a judge upon conviction. But, you know, obviously he's innocent until proven guilty. That's my obligation to show evidence beyond a reasonable doubt of guilt. And then, then we get to the sentence. So it's interesting to, to uh, Lloyd's point about education. There's nothing like a high-profile case to educate people that there is a new law here. We should point out the law doesn't mandate that you use safe storage, but it does set criminal penalties if you don't and a child is harmed, correct? Yeah, I mean, there is a provision in the law that if you don't do it and, and the child just gets his hands on the gun, that that's a crime, too. Right. But really, I mean, where I'm looking at, and prosecutors have great discretion, I'm trying to stop kids from this exact type of incident where they shoot themselves or they shoot their siblings. I've had way too many cases in Genesee County like this, and I was shocked that the very next day we had a case based on this law that just went into effect. I'm hoping this, this, this word gets out and we have less of these incidents because these are the kinds of things that even – grizzled old prosecutors and detectives this makes us kind of get numb and and buckles us when we see yeah. the facts in cases like this well any cop that's had to answer one of these things and i got to tell you yeah. any media person that's that true. has covered one of these things yes. it, it rocks your world very quickly though i mean we saw in the crumbly case jennifer crumbly testified that well we we did our best we tried to hide the gun and um and that's what you know we're supposed to do 
if this guy had tried to hide the gun from the child and the child still found it, would they still be uh, liable under the safe storage law? Well, under the law, you're supposed to store the firearm in a locked box or container, or you can put a gun lock on it if it's it's unloaded. So you have two choices. But like I said, prosecutors have discretion. If somebody puts a gun up in the top of a closet and the only kid in the house is a two-year-old who's still crawling, I mean, to me, that's common sense, safe storage, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It may not be precise as to the law, but that child's not going to get to that gun. Sir, speak to those who say this is an overreach and this is a penalty on on gun owners who do the right thing. Yeah, um, you know, it's kind of like a balancing act, isn't it? We we want to have access to our weapons should there be an intruder in our home. Mm -hmm. But we have to balance that with the need to protect minor children in the home. And I think this is a, a fair balance. I think you can still get to your firearm if you need to. I think it protects children in the long run, and I think over time, statistics will bear that out. Prosecutor, did the father uh, of the child, did he have a previous criminal record? Uh, Yes, he's charged as an habitual offender fourth, which means the sentences can be enhanced. Uh, Under the Michigan Rules of Professional Responsibility, though, I'm not allowed to go into details about that, but we did charge him as an habitual offender So that's public record. And I ask that because many will say that the law will be adhered to by legal, responsible gun owners. But those who are criminals or felons uh, won't adhere to it. And these types of incidents will continue to happen. I don't think there's any doubt that we'll still have more incidents. But if we have fewer incidents, if we even save one life of a child, then Mm -hmm. it's worth it. Right. One life saved. Yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I do think there's a question, though. You say you have charged him with a, a multiple number of offenses here. Did you go with involuntary manslaughter? Was that available to you as well? Well, the child's still alive. If the child well, that's dies, true. That's, yeah. that's true. So if the child dies, we will add we, a count. God forbid we don't want that. Oh, no, no. I, I made a giant leap there. The but what I'm getting to is, was, is the safe storage law really the best avenue to do this? Or did you already have enough tools in your toolbox? I don't think so, because, you know, under involuntary manslaughter or even under the child abuse count that we did charge, we have to show that he knowingly or intentionally caused this serious injury. Mm -hmm. Under the safe storage violation of firearms law, the elements are much clearer to explain to a jury, and they don't have to really use their discretion to decide if this was knowingly or intentionally. They just have to decide, well, did he not store that gun according to this statute, which Mm -hmm. says you got to do certain things. So it's real clear cut, and it gives us the additional tool. Genesee County Prosecutor David Layton, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for giving us an update on this case. Thanks for having me on. And the uh, College Football Playoff Board of uh, Managers unanimously approving a model that will guarantee the five highest-ranked conference champions inclusion in the expanded 12-team field this fall. We'll talk more about that with our senior, (laughs) maybe I should say it's softer, senior, sports analyst coming up at 849. And we've also got some tickets to give away to Tullymore, one of the finest golf resorts in the state of Michigan. Your chance to win next on JR Morning.